Hello, you amazing people out there. Welcome to the Amazing Action Comics Podcast, where we are all about independent comics. I'm your host, Angel, with Phil Pepe. Hey, Angel. It's good to be back after uh, my uh, 1999 uh, router failed me last time. Uh, and my internet stuck out. So let's, <laughs> let's hope it holds out uh, for Do, today. You know what's funny is we were like, we were for like maybe five, ten seconds tops, uh, Grant and I were like, hello? Hello. Hello. Hey, and then I saw that your name dropped off and I was like, and then we just kept chatting. We just, we, uh, luckily, it was at the very end though. Yeah, um, yeah. So if you guys don't know what we're talking about, we actually interviewed a uh, an indie creator by the name of Grant Stoy, uh, who had a book called Side Quest, which is really fantastic. Really, really good. Yeah. And he put together a really cool Christmas horror anthology called Yule as well. Yes. So. Yes. So we did that on Monday. That actually is up that episode. So if you want to check it out. Uh, towards the very end, which was, I mean, it happened at that, like the most <laughs> opportune time. Uh, Phil just completely drops off. And then, uh, yeah, it's a really good interview. Check it out if you haven't heard the past class. Um, all right, cool. So this is uh, the indie comic review for the week. And this is for the week of 12, uh, 8. Yes. I believe we're on episode 30-something. What is it? 37. 37. Yes. We're getting in a row? close. Yeah, 37 <laughs> in a row. It's fantastic. Um, all right, so before we get into the reviews, I think, Phil, you have some news, yeah? Yeah, I read this little interesting bit uh, yesterday. A uh, book that we reviewed the number one of from Image called Second Chances. Uh, we both enjoyed it. Uh, it was, about, was intended to be a four-issue miniseries. Uh, only three issues have seen print, and Image denounced they are not going to print on the fourth issue. Uh, it was supposed to come out in November, obviously. Obviously, it hasn't. It's not coming out in December. Uh, so if you've been picking up this book, um, all, you know, I guess maybe not enough people have been, but uh, you will get the whole story. Uh, there is a trade paperback coming out uh, early next year uh, that will collect all four issues. Uh, but if you digital comics is your thing, uh, fourth issue, uh, yeah, should be available, if not already, digitally through image. Uh, and if you only do physical comics and you're waiting for this fourth issue, well, you are sol i'm sorry to tell you yeah that's that's so, so unfortunate i mean the story was actually pretty good yeah yeah um, and, and i like the art i liked uh going black and white it was a cool direction i remember it reminded me of a lot of cool indie comics from the 80s or the yeah. black and white era uh, yeah. but yeah so uh that's... i think that that, that might have been part of the issue i know a lot of people are just so spoiled with color yeah uh, these yeah. days um so it might have been just something that hindered it but it did i mean the art was fantastic and i think the that black and white style really did it justice for for the story. So it's unfortunate. Yeah. Um, so pick it up if you haven't. And if you really, really want that fourth issue of issue physical, uh, I don't know. Go go protest outside of Images office. Yeah, or just wait for the trade. <laughs> or just uh, wait which, for the trade. Which is what I'm going to have to do, which sucks. But, <laughs> I know. Um, all right, yeah. So, um, all right, cool. Um, so we have uh, three books for you this week. We actually had more, but fudge there was so much to read um but you know what i'll probably put up the other books that we didn't read so if you want to check them out they are number ones but for the most part we got to three books this week um i've got two of them and phil's got one of them for you so i'm gonna start off really quickly uh with the tales of mother f goose all right so this is coming out of i think it was a backstory in the previous not the last one shot but the one before i think the, the 10 after years. the aftershock after dark yes yes anthology. yes the horror anthology so that was a, uh, a snippet at the very back just a, a short um six page uh story where this 
follows through on. Now, first off, all right, let me let me get to the creators because I'm I'm really excited because this fucking <laughs> book was really good. Nice. Um, um, you got it's written by Frank Thierry, uh, art mm-hmm. by uh, Joe Isma, uh, and colors by Matt Herms with letters by Carlos uh, Mangual. Um, dude, first of all, the covers are fantastic. So mm-hmm. the main cover is an homage to Scarface which is absolutely beautiful because it just has a freaking duck face and that black and white split <laughs> uh, is, is just fucking hilarious. Then the B cover was Pulp Fiction. And then I believe, well, I think that was a money cover. And then there's another money cover. I'm trying to remember what movie it's from because someone just mentioned it the other day. But it doesn't matter. They're all movie titles. They did just a fantastic job. Just just by the cover alone, I would have picked up this book if I didn't know mm-hmm. anything else. Um, but long story short, freaking effing fantastic <laughs> seriously like you're you're taking you know stories that you grew up with as a child these nursery rhymes from mother goose and you're putting them into this sort of like uh crime mystery uh anthology mm-hmm. um which was absolutely fantastic because you have you know if, if you read that aftershocks you know horror anthology you'll know that uh miss muffet is is a cop and her partner is named jack um, so what happens to her in that horror anthology transfers over to here. So she has this like a uh, tattoo of a spider on her arm, a spider web with a spider mm-hmm. because she was attacked by uh, uh, a serial killer called a spider in that previous anthology. And that takes mm-hmm. um, hold through here. So what you have here is them at the very beginning sort of trying to solve this murder that happened at the very beginning of this book, which is, uh, I believe the guy's name is George. And George, do you know what George likes? What is George like? Pies. Ah, <laughs> Georgie Porgy. Yes, Georgie Porgy. <laughs> um, so basically what you have is uh, you have the two detectives, you have Muffet and you have Jack, um, who are trying to solve this case. And Jack has... Uh, I don't want to say kidnapped, but he's kidnapped uh, three <laughs> possible suspects. And basically what he's what they're doing is they've hung him up in the warehouse and they're basically telling a rendition of each one of the people that they know. Okay. Uh, so the whole book is basically just trying to figure out who killed George. Hmm. Um, and they're telling stories. So basically Jack knows two of them. Uh, it's a play on words. So you have uh, Boots, which is supposed to be Puss in Boots. Right. Uh, you have Frank Lupo. Uh, which is the wolf? Okay, and yep. the three little pig story there, and then the other guy. I'm not going to give away too much. I don't want to give away anything at all, but just know that most of the stories that we grew up with, the three blind mice, Little Red Riding Hood, all those kind of make their way in here. And by no means is it a child story <laughs> at all. Um, it's just a really clever way to you know create a nice crime horror story. Um, just using, you know, things that we, we've um, had in the past. Um, the, the art, I believe, and the story are the same people that did the original one. So okay. uh, fantastic. Color palette's great. Storytelling's great. Uh, dialogue is... I found myself just laughing because I was like, what the fuck, you flying fuck? How did they make that happen? Um, and they just made it work so really well. And because it's a one-shot, the whole story's in it. So you've got yourself about maybe 30, almost 40 pages of really good, solid storytelling. And that twist at the very end, I did not see it coming at all, hmm. at all. So if you like, like, crime anthologies and stuff like that, um, and you like a play with, uh, you know, 
old childhood stories, this book is an absolute, absolute must. Aftershock has been doing these one shots for the past probably what four or five months now? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, and and they've not you know let up at all, and they've yeah. all been actually really good. But this by far has been my favorite. I, I like uh, that that I guess this because I was expecting this to be just a straight anthology, just one tale after another with no mm -hmm. connecting thread. Yep. But the whole thing is done within a greater story. Correct. Uh, so that that's a really cool concept, really cool idea. Um, yeah, I'm glad you read this. I wanted to pick this up. I just have not. I did not yet. Um, the, yeah, the, bro. It, the the if the preview pages that were in the aftershock after dark. Are they also in this book? Uh, do they include those in this book as well? They or do not. They, they do, do not. not. So that okay, was kind so of like the kickoff. Tip. Yeah, that was yeah, the kickoff. And then usually at the very end, they have like sort of what they have coming up next. Right. But I believe this is the last anthology. I mean, it's the end of the year, so I'm not right. sure if it's going to continue in January. I mean, I hope they bring it back again. Yes. Yeah, uh, but fuck, that's just such a good story. I just couldn't put it down. I had to read it from front to end do it and then all right so the only thing i will give away so you have i can't because i'm so excited this because it's such a clever way of like doing something that you grew up with and i'm just like laughing so basically the three pig story in here are three brothers that own three different casinos one's right. called the last straw <laughs> one's called the pickup sticks and the last one is called the brick house the brick house awesome That's <laughs> dude great. i think you fucking get a crack out of that so right on my alley. yeah little things like that that they put into the story that just kind of just and it's 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 just really cleverly done so whatever the this team did frank did a really great job at you know writing something that you know is quite familiar but mm -hmm. giving it a fresh you know a fresh new look so yeah tales of mother f goose from aftershocks trust me you guys won't be disappointed the only downside it's storage. It's an oversized. So it's, it is magazine size, but that gives you more real estate for, you know, really great art. It's just storage is a mother effort. But yeah, I'm glad I picked it up. Nice. nice. All right. What'd you have? So I got uh, Daisy from Dark Horse Comics. Uh, this is the first of the five issue uh, miniseries uh, written and uh, illustrated by Colin Lorimer. Colors by Joanna Lafvente and Anita Vu, and lettered by Jim Campbell. <clears throat> and this was a very interesting book. I, I was very intrigued by the cover. Uh, it basically shows a woman in some sort of I guess medieval armor um, with a dress uh, piece that has these images of falling bodies on it. She's surrounded by flames. She has a bit of a halo. But she's also in a uh, in front of a lineup uh, uh, measure, right? So, uh, as you can see by the feet marks, uh, she's well over seven feet tall, uh, and then she's got a um, you know one of the placards uh, from a mugshot. So right away, this grabbed me. This incredibly you know this over eight foot tall woman in medieval armor, surrounded by flames, uh, in a mugshot. I was like, okay, what's what's this going to be about? Um, and this was very cool. I was expecting something that was a little more steeped in the past, but the main action is very much contemporary, modern day, uh, rural, small town uh, with a sort of, um, sort of, uh, I guess, an, uh, an encampment or um, or a little little society in this town uh, that it seems very steeped in the Bible and religious teachings. However, it is the dark portion of the Bible, the part that they don't like to tell you about. Hmm. Uh, and as you find out in the in the back, the the, the 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 narration. There's a running narration where a child is giving a sermon, 
and in the, uh, or reading the day's reading. And in reading the day's reading from the, what is their Bible, uh, it talks about one of the first uprisings, um, uh, the angels rebelling against heaven. Uh, but this time, instead of, you know, before going to hell, they basically were enamored with earth and they decided that they wanted to mate with the humans on earth. And the result were these giant monstrous flesh-eating creatures, hmm. uh, which basically wipe out the you know the 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 angel uh, uh forebears for this progeny right so it basically becomes this war on earth these angels fighting their own children um and it it, it, it is very fascinating as far as backstory um in a lot of ways it kind of reminded me a bit of uh prometheus hmm. right the 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 idea of like these engineers and architects yeah. uh these giant beings manipulating human destiny right um and genetically um one of the things i loved as a narrative aspect uh was it pulls a nice little trick from uh that that alfred hitchcock uh, uh sprung upon people uh in uh psycho right about 60 years ago um i don't want to give away too much about daisy but uh basically you you begin following a character that you think is going to be the main character and then you are shown otherwise that that is not the case you're going to be following some some other different people gotcha. uh, and i thought that was a really cool uh twist right in the middle because you're you're emotionally engaged something happens and it shifts your whole attention and your whole focus it was a really good shocking you know wtf moment there uh <laughs> so there is a main protagonist there there is but uh, and it's really you'll find out it's really this is you know daisy's name is in the title uh so you will find out a lot more about her i believe as this goes on okay. you also get a nice reveal about who daisy's father is um and again daisy is this very tall woman Woman. she looks young but her body is you know she needs braces you know for her knees and her you know she has to have a cane and you know she definitely has this weight of being alive for a very long time mm -hmm. even though she doesn't look it uh the art is gorgeous the line work by kyle Lormer is gorgeous the color palette works really well you have a blue hue for the flashbacks and a nice sort of like autumnal uh, orange brown for the contemporary scenes so it's like it gives you fall feeling uh like i said cool twist at the end i think this is gonna be a good five issue i think that uh cool. this is gonna do some interesting things um uh and again if you're looking for some really nice art um and a really interesting setup um this is a good one it's a little wordy but the words uh, definitely carry the, the story forward there's nothing too extraneous i felt in this nice so, so, days, so what what genre would you put it under i would probably put this under um you know maybe a supernatural horror or a religious okay. horror um i've been on a hellraiser kick recently i think i've been talking to you about <laughs> yes. so this kind of fits in a little bit with that uh okay. maybe a little cool. less of the sadomasochism as far as this first issue uh but there's definitely some interesting things going on so yeah if you like that whole sort of angels and demons you know preacher was your bag you know this might be very might interesting be, uh, okay. although a very different um uh focus as far as uh, who, who you're going to be following and what you're going to be doing with this sweet all right yeah. so this is daisy from what uh publisher uh dark horse, dark horse. The venerable oh, yes, dark right. horse 35 nice. years yeah oh and, and i have to absolutely agree you know way too much about hellraiser oh my god dude i'm like <laughs> i finished four finally last night 
Oh. Started five. I am. Too why? Far why? I, you know what? I'm just too far deep to go back now. <laughs> I, I really am. Five actually is very interesting because it's directed by Scott Derrickson, who did the first Doctor Strange movie and a couple other horror movies before that. Oh, really? Uh, and it's got Craig Sheffer. I like Craig Sheffer. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, right. three. Three is like iffy, but after oh, that, three was just... painful. Three was yes. painful. <laughs> after 30 years of not seeing it, it was painful to watch again. <laughs> uh, all right. So moving on. Okay. So our last book. Uh, holy crap. All right, so Crimson Cage from AWA. This is from the Upshot line. This is an issue one of five miniseries. Uh, Crimson Cage, uh, it is the marriage between wrestling and horror. Cool. So if you're a wrestling fan, cool. If you're a horror fan, cool. If you're a wrestling, if you're a fan of wrestling and horror, holy shit, this is gonna be a book for you. I picked it up just because of you know it piqued my interest. Um, just like uh you know, uh, fantasy stuff and D and D stuff that I hate reading, but love playing. Right. I loved wrestling growing up. Yeah. Uh, reading anything, any type of sports book. I just go, I nod off and I go to sleep. Um, so I was interested to see whether or not the story would, you know, pique my interest or make me go to sleep halfway through. Um, even if, or if I got that far. Um, <laughs> so here we go. So, uh, written by, uh, John Lee's, uh, art by Ax Cormac. Um, you have, uh, art by Ashley Cormack, and then you have letters by Hassan Osmane El Hau. I, I know I messed that up. I'm sorry, bro, but yep, you're in there. Um, <laughs> all right, so what can I say? So, one of the best things I loved about this is because when I grew up through the 80s, that, that was my peak wrestling. Yep. I was, you know, WWF uh, right before the territories actually. Um, were all bought out by yep. Vince McMahon, um, yep. and then it just all became WWF one one off the line. Yes. Um, right into so, the early nineties. Yeah. So so you know like basically I mean we we grew up with the Hulk Hogan having a Saturday morning cartoon show. Correct. Uh, and Cereal. Of after that was Saturday wrestling. Like yes. I mean it was yeah wrestling was huge in the eighties. Yes. Absolutely. And yeah. in that time for me the way that I remember it was really more about the characters themselves, mm-hmm. um, and and that that's when the storytelling really started to take off. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I have to confess, it's been quite some time since I've seen wrestling um, since recent. But my my fond memories of wrestling are in those eighties time yes. with all those characters: Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, Bam Bam Bigelow. Uh, we were talking about it the other day. Uh, I mean, Ultimate Warrior when he came out, holy fucking shit! Everybody just blows freaking. Uh, uh, who the, the and I was telling Sal the other day the, the wrestler that I hated. Like I like I know that. He wasn't a real person, like mm-hmm. that was a character, but I hated him so much was Ravishing Rick Rude. Ravishing Rick Rude, yes. <laughs> just because he was so fucking arrogant. He was, it was so just, arrogant, oh. yes, yes. And when he came out with uh, Elizabeth on his fucking trunks and Randy the Macho Man Savage just <laughs> lost his shit, it <laughs> yep. was great. Um, all right, so moving on. So we've taken the best of both worlds. We've taken, you know, and there's been previous wrestling books. I think there was one in Boom Studios. That Which was, was a done. licensed WWE book. Yeah, yeah and, and yeah. I, it was just, I, I think I didn't gravitate towards that because it was it was really bright and airy, and I think it was just trying to take what was going on 
currently in wrestling mm-hmm. and trying to transfer that to the book. And I, I don't know. It, I didn't gravitate towards it. So whether or not it was good or not, I, I couldn't tell you because yeah. I just didn't pick it up because it was just it was colored in a way that it was it was like a comic comic. Right. Um, right. So it, it just I, I didn't gravitate towards it. But this, I want to say there was an Undertaker comic, too, some time ago uh, from one of the independent co- companies as well, uh, but probably less wrestling and more Undertaker doing, you know, yeah, probably. Undertaker things. Yeah. yeah, probably. All right. So basically what you have here is you have a local wrestler from Louisiana who's sort of at the top of his game. He's like the big fish in this little pond. Um, and basically all you have is him wanting to try to get into a bigger network um, so that he can make a better life for himself and his girlfriend, who's also has the potential of being a great wrestler as well. Hmm. Um, and so the, the, the art itself with like the matches and everything are really, really great there. And it, because it takes place in the eighties is really reminiscent of oh, wrestling cool. back then. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's in New, or- New Orleans. So yeah, all that uh. stuff just kind of sparked back a lot of the stuff that I used to watch. So it was really good in that sense. So whoever did this book is actually a really huge wrestling fan. <laughs> and I think there's a letter from the creator at the very forefront that talks about how much they love wrestling. So you can absolutely see their love and respect for that particular entertainment sport, which goes across great. The flip side to this book is the way that it's drawn. So it's very grim and dark, um, Mm -hmm. even in the wrestling match sets. Mm -hmm. um, It has that sort of like uh, that gritty feel of what wrestling was back then. And one of the great panels that I saw was uh, at the very beginning when the lead character himself is, is getting beat up by his best friend, actually, um, in the ring. And he's covering his head, but you see him slitting his uh, eyebrow with like a little razor blade yep. to have the blood come out. Yep. So I, I just thought that was a great nod to all the little tricks they used to do yep. uh, back then. And then another thing was like how the relationship is with them on stage and then backstage. Uh, and it's so funny because his friend that he was fighting actually pushes his girlfriend, who is, I guess, his manager, um, <laughs> off the ring. And she goes flying out of the <laughs> ring and then lays lies on her back. And then the whole match proceeds. And then all of a sudden, at the very end, uh, the main guy, let me get his name real quick, because it's uh, the freaking ch- something frenzy. Uh, his name is uh, uh, Chuck Frenzy. Okay. So Chuck Frenzy nice. is, is the main wrestler, right? And so he's in the back at the very end of the match looking for his friend that he just fought. And other guys come up to him and say, oh, yeah, he's in the bathroom crying. <laughs> and he goes, what? So he goes in there and he's losing his shit because he thought that he hit the girl so hard that she flew and hurt herself. So mm-hmm. I thought that was a really good you know, right way on. to show how these guys really care about each other. Um, so there's so many good nuggets in here. They just said, you know what? These, these guys, this guy actually really loves wrestling, but the main gist of it is, is that him and his friend get lost after, you know, in the bayou, uh, after, you know, um, going on a drinking frenzy after the match and stuff like that. And they run across, I guess these, uh, it has to be local folklore of like, sort of like these mermaidish, ugly ass creatures that okay. tell your fate okay. um and so basically the the lead one tells chuck frenzy what his fate is meant to be so he's supposed to be world champion have fame all of this stuff um and his friend's like no we don't believe in this devil shit blah 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 and and they're like no this is fate so there's no tricks we don't have any reasons to you know take your souls or whatever it is it's, it is what it is we just give you these bits of information but you know how evil bitches are everything <laughs> comes with a price and so basically as they're leaving they're showing them the path how to get back 
uh, as they're leaving, uh, she turns around and tells Chuck Frenzy, you know, that everything comes with a price or, or to make the world your own, you have to kick it off as access. Hmm. And she ends up giving him this blade, a knife or whatever. Uh, so without giving away too much, so basically you have this guy who's in this little pond, big star, wants to get, you know, to the main circuit. Let's, it's called the something, some, GW something, but let's just say make believe it was like the WWF. That's like the main circuit he's trying to get to. Uh, there's a, the, the, so say Hulk Hogan is coming into town mm-hmm. to give this guy a title match. Okay. And so that'll give him his gist. And so his girlfriend's in his ear saying, this is it, this is it. So the knife she gave you, you have to kill him, take him out. <laughs> and then we'll, we'll get our way through. So through bits and turns, this guy is such a good guy. What Hulk Hogan, you know, tells him and, and does for him and what he doesn't do for him leads to the very end of this book with a really great cliffhanger. And it, okay. le- it left me, because I don't, I don't want to give away too much. If you're a wrestling fan, horror fan, you have to pick up this book because the cliffhanger at the very end just left me like really gutted. Like, I, like when I read stuff, I hardly have an emotional response, right? If I laugh, kudos to you, you made me laugh, but I hardly have a, a, an, a, an emotional response where I hate what happened to someone <laughs> and i hate what happened to the lead character chuck Benton. Uh. and it, it gutted me and i was like you mother <laughs> so if it can do that for me then then the writer is definitely doing something uh absolutely right um, i'm not a huge fan of reading wrestling or sports books uh and horror I, it depends on what it is because i i gravitate towards that a little bit but the fact that they was able to bring these two things together and make it freaking work was absolutely astonishing cool absolutely. cool yeah so yeah. john lee's you know the crimson cage from awa i mean they're a relatively new um publisher but they've been yeah. putting out a lot of stuff and a lot of stuff that's been actually pretty good because i read the chariot from them which was pretty good right right um i think they have marjorie finnegan um which is also pretty pretty and good the knighted which we uh oh, we freaking the knighted and, yeah and which was it, great. knighted 2 came out this week up by the way yes yeah, yeah, it was yes, fun. yes uh yeah no they're a really good company really good talent uh, I like this concept. I like uh, the horror Southern circuit wrestling in the eighties, which really was, was the best at that time. Uh, and uh, this weird, this sort of like Shakespearean tragedy Macbeth kind of element. Yes. You, you're talking yes. about them. I'm going to have to check this one out too. I'm glad you read this. Yeah. So the, the writer is actually um, written hotel, which is also from oh, AWA. Yeah. So if you're reading that, you'll, this will definitely be up your alley. I, I highly recommend the two books that I, that I got to read this week were so freaking good. So good. if you're looking, you're in the market to supporting in comics and looking for something new, check out Crimson Cage, check out Tales of Mother F Goose and also Daisy from Dark Horse. Um, yeah. And mm-hmm. we, you know, these are great. So check them out. Um, get them at your local comic shop. Hey, Phil. Mm. Where do you get your comics from? Well, I get my comics where everybody should get their comics from, at The Joker's Child in Fairlawn, New Jersey. Looking for that perfect Christmas gift or or holiday gift or just give yourself a gift. Come on down to The Joker's Child. Got you covered. Holy shit. Speaking about Christmas, it's two weeks away. Yes, it is. Oh, my gosh. You know what? You know what? Christmas doesn't mean anything this year because we're one week away or less than a week away from uh, uh, Spider Spider Man Three. <laughs> oh my God! Yes, uh, I, I have tickets. I mean, tickets were like sold out everywhere. So that's my Christmas present. We're going with like ninety thousand people. 
I just can't wait for people to stop losing their minds about what's going to be in this movie and just be grateful for what is. No, it's it's going to be so. It's going to be, oh, all of this stuff is going to be in the movies. We're going to have this. We're going to have this. And then as soon as the movie comes out, oh, this movie fucking sucks because it didn't have this. Because Godzilla and the Enterprise didn't, yeah, show, didn't up. show up. Uh, oh, my God. It's going to be crazy. But listen, guys. All right. So two weeks away. Uh, next week, we'll definitely be here. I guess Phil and I will chat about whether or not we'll be here Christmas Eve. I think we might be. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see if there's enough stuff out there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's two weeks away. So definitely go support your local comic shops. Uh, gift certificates are always great for people who love uh, pop culture stuff. Um, and it's a great way to support your local comic shops. If you're ever in the area, check out the Joker Shaw and Phil in New Jersey. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. Definitely visit us at AmazingActionComics.com. We have some really yes. great stuff coming uh, we've already sent Red Hyena. I've mentioned before, it's a print. We're yes. just waiting for those books to come in. Um, I believe over the next week or so, there'll be links for pre-sales of the book, so you might get a break on that. Uh, so cool. definitely check it out. If you are a creator and want to come onto the podcast to promote yourself and or your projects, visit amazingactioncomics.com slash podcast, fill out the form, and we'd be more than happy to schedule some time for you to come on and, and have a chat. Um, yeah, well, that's mm-hmm. it for now, folks. Until next time, be amazing, stay amazing, and read something amazing.